Happy Friday, hockey heads, and welcome back to your source for off-season fantasy hockey news, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And on today's episode, we're taking a look at one of the angles that can take you over the top for your upcoming drafts. Late round studs to target. Who are you looking at? Breaking it all down on Friday's episode. Let's tap in. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside the lab, everyone, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I am privileged, as always, to be joined by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steele Roden. And on this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Steel, we come into these episodes. Usually, you know, I'm always fired up. You're the one who's holding me down. We're all (laughs) over the map today with the topics, but I think we got a good one going on here because last year we did this episode and we got a lot of feedback, a lot of traction on it. Late round fantasy studs to target. And we're talking about guys that can still be really effective that you can take in the late round. And I think what I just wanted to get off the chest first before flipping it over to you like I always do is we can get caught up as fantasy GMs drafting a name that might be fading in value, but he still brings that talent level that you think he used to. The name gets in your head and you forget that there's some other maybe younger, more under the radar names that can fill out your squad. So I think that's how I'm really looking at it today. So I'll turn it over to you though. Late round fantasy assets. Who are you looking at? We got some good names on this board today. Yeah, you know I'm going to go back to one of my boys over there for, on the New York mm-hmm. Rangers. I'm starting off with Philip Heedle, one of the young guns there alongside Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere. I think he's going to get some great opportunity, especially if Capo Caco doesn't produce on the top on the top wing with uh, Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. And if Alexi Lafreniere doesn't produce, we could see a shuffle of the limes and Philip Heedle being one of those True. guys moving up in the lineup. I thought he had a great year last year. He's only 24 years old still, so he's still fairly young. But 22 goals, 23 assists for 45 points, a plus 15, 30 penalty minutes. You know, the peripherals are okay uh, with the blocks and hits, only 38 and 36 between those two categories. But 177 shots. So now that he's, again, developing his game, he's not afraid to, to shoot that puck and put it on net because we know he knows he can score and facilitate with his teammates. So I really like drafting this player. And a lot of GMs out there, are going to forget about him. They're probably going to go to Capo Caco first. They're going to go to Alexi Lafreniere first. I actually did a draft last night, and I got him in the 17th round, my second last pick of the draft. Mm. I think it's an absolute steal for me, and I really just like this kid's game. I think he's aware of the situations and the players that he's playing with, especially Mm. with those young guys that I've mentioned so far, but he's not afraid of the big moment if he has to go up in the top six forward group. So for me, I'm a huge fan of the Rangers. I'm a yes, huge fan of Philip Heedle mm-hmm. as a fantasy hockey player. And I think he's going to continue to bring his, his a game every single year moving forward. I could see potentially 55 points out of the young man. I like this take steel. And I think what's going on in New York is what I buy into the most. This is going to be another successful team built well back to front. Philip Heedle has also proven steel to me anyway, 
that he is ready to seize opportunities put ahead of him. He can slot up and down that lineup, and I'm never going to bank on an injury or a player not playing well. But if that does happen, Filipino's going to be right there at the top of the list to shift up and down that lineup, something that we know he can do, and with talent. And you mentioned the development side. The more he gets confident, the more the points are going to go up because he does have what it takes to get it done at the NHL level. And what I've done today with my list is actually look at a bunch of different positions to try and spread this out a little bit for our listeners. And you can really also in this point of the draft, what we're talking about, like Steele said, last few rounds, balance out your team. And when I'm looking at Adam Larson, I'm looking at a guy on a Seattle team that is very good defensively, number one. Let me start there. They allowed the second least shots against per game last year, 27 steal. Only the Carolina Hurricanes allowed less. So this is a defensively sound unit. And yeah, am I going after Adam Larson for the points? No, but 33 last year is a bonus when this man is bringing 173 block shots, 222 hits, 143 shots on net and steal almost 50 minutes in penalties. He's a banger league beauty. And I absolutely love him as one of those back end of the draft pieces that balances out your peripheral categories. If it's a cat league so nicely, very nicely for Adam Larson. Again, you're not really targeting those points, but again, it's a, it is a bonus if he can get over 30 points, which is possible from the, from the, from the great veteran himself. And you're just looking at those blocks. You're looking at the hits. That hit, that's his game. D- defensively, defensive, uh, great in his own zone. So I yeah. like this pick a lot. It, you know, I saw, hey. again, I did a draft yesterday. I saw him go pretty yeah. early. I was fairly shocked at how early he went. I believe it was the 11th or 12th round, maybe. Maybe mm. even the 10th. Uh, mm-hmm. Right in the middle of the draft. But for me, again, if you can get him in those later yeah. rounds and uh, you know, kind of sneak him down there where you can pick him up, that's where you want to perfectly wait for him. Yeah, that's not too crazy for me. 10th, 11th is still a little early, but that's not like maybe in the realm of like a terrible selection because I do think that you and I are also on page with this. The Kraken should be another playoff threat um, once again this season. But we're going to talk about a few other players on this list. Both you and I have a few more guys. Today's episode is going to be short and sweet, my friends. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Right now, you can bet on a Super Bowl winner and get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get the bonus bets for every single victory. Bonus bets you can use on spreads, props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. And again, if you want to be a part of our Fantasy Hockey Listener League, continue to DM us with your full name and email. We'll add you onto the list. We have over 55 participants so far, only 16 spots available. Scratch that, only 14 spots available because Mm. Flip and I will be in both of those leagues. 
So again, if you want to be a part of it, continue to DM us. We'll get you added onto the list. The cutoff date is September 20th. And those invites will be sent out right away after the draw. So we can get all of us can get prepared for that upcoming draft on September 27th and September 28th. And thank you again so much. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, the follow button on your favorite podcast platform and a five-star review. We appreciate all that love and support you show us every single day. I'm also going to show some love to someone that I've talked quite frequently about over the last year. I think he's going to get some great opportunity with the Philadelphia Flyers. It is an Aurora boy himself, Morgan Frost. Love it. And look, this is one of those situations where we all know Philadelphia is going to suck. You know, I feel bad for a few of their players, Travis Konechny, Carter Hart being one of Mm. them, Uh, Mm. you know, even Morgan Frost and Owen Tippett. I feel bad because it's a, it's a very sticky situation. And you, everyone knows how I feel about John Tortorella at this point. I've been True. venting about him True. going off on him for the last year and a half. But someone's going to have to step up. And we know Travis Konechny has that offensive ability for him. But it can't just be him. Morgan Frost is now the number one center in Philadelphia. He had yeah. a great season last year. Played mm-hmm. almost the full, full year. 81 games. He had 19 goals and 46 assists, 155 shots. He actually had 85 hits as well. I think that number can go uh, up quite a bit as well. Same with the shots category. He's going to get a lot more power play time as well. Only had four power play points uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. He's, He's going to be on the second power play unit, I believe. I think he should be on the first one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's going to get some great opportunity. He's now that number one centerman, and they need him. They need him to step up and be that guy, even at this young age of 24 mm-hmm. years old. So it's a very young team now. They've got some yeah. veterans uh, in the bottom six. They get Cam Atkinson back. But mm-hmm. Morgan Frost really needs to step up, and I think he will. I think he will too, Steele. He also put up triple digits in junior a couple of times. He's got speed. He's got playmaking ability. um, And I think he's just a really solid two-way player. And I think with Morgan Frost, you're going to see a big step out this year. I don't actually know how late he would be available in certain deeper dynasty league formats. Obviously in the regular one, you're spot on. He'll be out there in the deep rounds in most leagues. I think I just wanted to put out there, in some of those more in-depth dynasty keeper leagues, this kid's going to get snapped up because he is, I think, that good. And kudos to you for highlighting him once again. Good Aurora boy. We do love those Ontario lads. Love it, Steele. And I'm going to talk about a guy in Anthony Beauvillier that after shifting from the pit of offense that is Long Island, he put up 20 points in 33 games and formed really nice chemistry with Peterson and Kuzmenko. Elias Patterson, sorry, and Andre Kuzmenko proved that they are elite offensive pieces. You and I have been talking a lot about Kuzmenko. I think another year settled in in the Vancouver system. Anthony Beauvillier was plagued by a number of things in Long Island, including himself underperforming. 40 points, he scraped around 35 points, 30 points. This is a first-round draft pick, and I know he's back end of the draft, but he's never lived up to the hype. He's only 26 years old, Steel, entering the year as a 26-year-old. He's in his prime. I think you see 50 to 55 points from Beauvillier this year, no problem. And that makes him a back-end-of-the-draft player to target to fill out your offensive load. And that's what I've tried to do here. Balance out a little bit of everything to try and show people on YouTube, show, and listeners, 
that this is how you really balance out your team as well. Something that, you know, I've been a victim of not doing in the past. Yeah, you know, it does happen sometimes without balancing. I, I actually had to deal with that uh, in, in, in my draft yesterday where I went forward heavy. And in the later rounds, I was scratching for the defensive groups. And I'll get to my defenseman in a little bit. But sticking on the topic of Anthony Beauvillier, you're right. He had a, you know, wasn't really producing with the New York Islanders. I think they expected a lot more out of him. We understand the Islanders are not an offensive-minded team. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of times where he should have been scoring goals. He had great opportunities with open nets or great chances from his teammates setting him up. And he was missing wide. He was missing left over the net or just wasn't or wasn't picking the right spot in the moment. And so that was one of the reasons why they felt comfortable trading. Also, you get Bo Horvat in return, but Mm. he goes to Vancouver and he's playing with a couple of younger guys. Now he's playing with Pedersen. He's playing with Kuzmenko Mm. guys around his age and he's playing great. You were right. I was wrong last year. He really (laughs) did step up when he did get traded to the Canucks. And that could be one of those sneaky picks in the later rounds. I don't even know if he was Mm -hmm. actually drafted uh, in my fantasy league last night, Mm -hmm. but that's maybe a good point. Maybe keep him on, uh, keep my eyes on him, put a little star next to his name, just in case a guy goes down to injury, uh, especially playing with Pedersen and Kuzmenko on that top line. Even if he falls back with JT Miller and Mm -hmm. Elon Mikheyev on the second line, that's a, that's a pretty good win as well. They got some great forwards up there in Vancouver in the top six. Do we want to continue with my next player? You know what? Let's that, do it. Yeah. Is that your only your second guy? That was only my second guy. I've got I've talked about Philip Hedo. I've talked about Morgan Frost. I've got one player left. I know you've okay. got two players. Yep. Maybe I'll throw an maybe I'll throw another one in there just for the sake of it. Okay. But I want to talk about this defenseman, a guy I drafted last night mm. in round 16, I believe it was. Jake uh, and again, like I said. Uh, I went forward heavy all the way up until round 10, pretty much. I was drafting forwards left, right, and center. And I got stuck in a sticky situation Mm. for my defensive group. And look who it was, Jake Wallman, sitting there at number uh, in round 16. And it was very surprising because when I was, we were drafting on ESPN, looking on ESPN, he's actually the fourth ranked player for the Detroit Detroit Red Wings behind uh, Maurice Sider, Dylan Larkin. And Alex DeBrinkett right now, he's the fourth-ranked Detroit Red Wings. He's actually ranked 104th on ESPN rankings right now. And I got him in the 16th round. And I know why now, uh, after looking at his stats. Let me just pull them up real quick. Yeah, I got him Um, ready. Got them ready. But it's a lot of those peripheral stats that you're going to be seeing from a lot of these guys you get in the later rounds true and jake wallman uh 27 years old traded from the st louis blues detroit red wings played 63 games last year had 18 points you're not going to get a ton of points out of him yet i still believe he Mm. could get upwards of 25 points now that he's you know paired up with 25 or more now that he's paired up with maurice cider Mm -hmm. you know you're not going to get yeah you're not going to be getting uh i don't believe he'll be on power play minutes you're probably going to get him on the pk i just want to pull up daily face off right now for the detroit red wings just to make sure but yeah, yeah he's playing he's paired up with Maurice sider for the first d pairing and yeah you're not going to get any power play uh power play time from jake mm. walton but he's on the first penalty kill unit he gets a lot of blocks he's going to get a lot yep. of hits as well he's a tough guy 140 shots and i can see mm-hmm. him put up 150 uh, 170 shots next year as well He's getting a ton of opportunity. He was playing 19, close to 20 minutes last year for the Detroit Red Wings in the 63 games. 
45 penalty minutes. So for me, uh, for a guy who, again, went top heavy in the forward group, Jake Wallman could just be sitting there right for the taking for a lot of GMs out there. And don't just pass up on him just because you don't know who he is. Look at the stats, do your research, watch a little bit of YouTube videos about his mm. game, his play style. Yep. And again, look at some of the projections as well. Uh, again, only had 18 points, but he's projected to have over 30 points, over 170 shots, over 140 hits, and over mm. 60, blo- uh, 60 hits and 140 blocks, excuse me. But the projections are great as well. I was actually lucky enough to see Jake Wallman play last year in Detroit when I went down to see the Penguins and Sid. And I actually like a lot about this kid's game. And I'm going to say kid. I know uh, he is already (laughs) 27 years old. Good Toronto boy is finally getting a real good opportunity in the NHL. Also, speaking of GMs, Steve Eiserman knows what he's doing. And he threw a three-year deal at Wallman. So if you're not buying into Steele's take, buy into what Stevie Y is investing in because (laughs) this guy is going to be an important piece in Detroit. A team that we expect to be better. Maybe it's not this year they have their real come up. But it's real close, Steele, and it might be this year as well. Just so many teams. We've talked about that in the East and in the Atlantic. Bah, bah, bah. Jake Wallman, love it. Back into the draft. Last couple mm-hmm. of rounds. Your last blue liner. You're back in fill-in. Love it for sure. Why don't you take us to break, Steele, and I'll hit you with my last two guys when we come back. This episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand And Jace Medical is also very, very simple. You go online, you fill out a form, and then you get a prescription life-saving medications right to your doorstep. The Jace case gives you peace of mind. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 getting life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code locked on at the checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Promo code locked on for the $20 off. Again, that's that's code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We appreciate and love all of our listeners out there. Thank you so much. Continue to hammer that subscribe button. Hit the follow button. We are almost Mm -hmm. at 1,000 subscribers. I believe we're only 10 or 15 subscribers away from 1,000 on YouTube. So let's get that number right up there before the before the start of the season. That was one of our goals this offseason was to get to 1,000. And it's we true. appreciate everyone that tunes in and listens Monday That's through true. Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Also, if you can, please leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Mm-hmm. We appreciate all that love and support. And if you want to be a part of that Fantasy Hockey Listener League, continue to DM us. Again, there will be a draw on September 20th. And the draft date, September 27th and 28th, the following week. We couldn't be more excited about it. And that's why we are talking about these steals, draft steals at the Mm. end of your draft. And 
We've talked about a few good ones already. Philip Edel, so. Adam Larson, Jake Wallman, Morgan Frost. I know you got one more, two more mm-hmm. in the chamber. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to add someone onto my list real quick as well, but I'll throw it back over to you, Flip. Yeah, please do. And bear with me while the laptop dies here. So let's get <laughs> that back in before we have some real technical difficulties. And we're back. I literally tried to give a player at every position, D, forward, and goalie, just to give it a little bit of a spread around. And, you know, kudos to you for highlighting a guy on a bad team that I think is a really good goaltender in Karel Vamelka last year, 18-24-6. But look a little deeper, Steele. Three shutouts, a 900 save percentage, and I know a 3.43 and a 900 save percentage, sorry, 899 save percentage doesn't jump off the page. Let's remember the team that he played behind of last yes. year. A team, by the way, that is one of those teams that is around the league. Experts, you and I, whoever, is pegging them to be a much better squad this year. So let's remember that, number one. Karel Vamelka also faced the third most shots against per game last year at over 35 pucks mm-hmm. on net per game. And he still had a 900 save percentage in three shutouts. So when I'm telling you, this is the kind of guy that if you expect to come up from Arizona, you expect him to be more comfortable and the team ahead of him to be better. Those are three real good reasons, Steel, to target also a starting netminder. This guy plays 50-plus games. I think he's going to play 50-plus again this year. That's the kind of guy that if your top two pieces, one of them goes down with injury and you can slot in. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty, Steel. We know this. Filling in goalie injuries is never going to be easy and never going to be pretty. But if you set yourself up for success, you've targeted Vimelka at the back end of the draft. I think it is a really sneaky good move for yes. a player that is sneaky good himself. You know how I feel about this goaltender. Mm-hmm. I love Karel Vimelka. I have him starred already on my watch list just in case my goalies don't Boom. pan out the way I hope to. Um, and, and we know we know what the Arizona Coyote or you know past Arizona Coyote goaltenders have done as mm-hmm. well. Auntie Ranta mm-hmm. uh, being one of them now with the Carolina Hurricanes, a, a perennial backup goaltender who's been great throughout his career. Um, you know, I had his name in my mind right now, but I'm okay. blanking on it. There was uh, others. But I'll, I'll get back to it. But yeah, there were other Arizona Coyote goalies, and Karel Vimelka could be one of them, mm-hmm. potentially be moved at some point. But for now. He's a stud for the Arizona Coyotes. They bring in a couple of defensemen as well. Matthew Dumba, Sean Dursey to help out in front of him. True. And the offensive group is great as well. They bring in a lot of guys. They've got some young guys coming into the lineup. So I like this right. team. We, we both like where this team's heading. And we both really like Karel Vimelka. Uh, and just keep an eye out for him on the draft board as well. I'm going to add one player onto my list before I throw it back over to you. If you Please. have that last player there. Oh, I'm, ready. I'm also going to put Ryan Hartman on this list at the back end of the mm. draft. And that's mm. because uh, only played 59 games last year. He gets injured, but he still had, still had 37 points in 59 games, 150 shots, 48 blocks, and 62 hits. He's still that number one centerman for that's the Minnesota it. Wild. That's He's it. playing right with Matt Zuccarello. He's playing with Kirill Kaprizov. That's it. And again, yeah. if he can play, if he's fully healthy, plays 82 games, mm-hmm. or at least plays mm-hmm. over 70 games, there's no question to me, at least, that he can reach 60 points again like he did the year prior to last year. So yeah, also, also real quick, Bangor yeah, League Beauty. 90 penalty minutes in 59 games last year, mm. 95 the year before that in 82. Also had 239 mm. shots mm. the year before that. So if he plays, if he's healthy and he plays, there's a lot of peripherals that add up playing with Kaprizov. Yeah, he's fallen back to earth a little bit for sure. He had that breakout a couple of seasons ago, but the main point you brought up already. It's Kaprizov and Zook on that top line. 
that means he's fantasy relevant. And I think he's also one of those names, Steele, that just isn't a name and is probably going to get overlooked. And I'm not saying that as a chirp. It's just a fact. And you're probably going to be able to get him in a majority of leagues at the very back end, probably at any time you want. And if you miss out on him, I would flag him as a player on your watch list as well to scoop up right away should you have an injury in the forward group. Because just by default with him playing with Kaprizov and Zuccarello, worth a look for sure. I couldn't come on this show, Steele, and talk about the back end of the draft, late round targets, and not be fully buying into what I think is going to be a good year for Max Domi. I don't think he's getting nearly enough credit for how good he was last year. And I know he sometimes put up these performances on bad teams when it doesn't really matter, perhaps. But the Dallas Stars in the postseason last year wasn't a team that didn't have it going on, and they very much were playing for keeps. He was great down the stretch for them. He was great in the postseason to the tune of, actually, once he did move to Dallas, seven points in 20 games. Sure, that doesn't necessarily jump off the page. Excuse me. 10 points, sorry, 13 points in 19 games in the postseason jumps off the page. And I know the Dallas Stars were a good team, but he's going to another one in Toronto. And if he can crack into that top six, and I know that's a big if because there's a lot going on. Matty Nyes is going to stake a claim up there. There are a lot of good pieces in Toronto that he's going to have to duel, obviously. But if he does crack that top six, he should definitely be a piece that's drafted Definitely worth the value that I also think a very motivated Max Domi is going to be to go off this year in Toronto. Does it pan out? Does he end up playing third or fourth line minutes because he doesn't start off well? Perhaps. And then you are a little bit rattled that you drafted him, but that's why you target him in the last round, last couple of rounds, and he's your fill-in because he could pay off huge steel. That's how I'm looking at that one. I think he will for sure get an opportunity in the top six group, whether it's playing with Nylander and Tavares on the second mm-hmm. line or potentially mm-hmm. with Matthews and Marner on the first line. Obviously, he's going to be shuffled around quite a bit. Sheldon Keefe does that just to yes. keep uh, the opponents on their toes and get everyone familiar with everyone on the team. I want to ask – I'm going to uh, throw this year, uh, this your way. Okay. Uh, it's based off of the draft I had last night with okay. both Bertuzzi and Max Domi. How high do you think both Ooh. Tyler Bertuzzi – and Max Domi were taken in my draft last night. Well, I assume it's an Ontario-based league steal, and everyone's a little excited <laughs> for Leaf season. I don't know. Maybe Tyler Bertuzzi was taken in the sixth or seventh round. Maybe Domi just after that, if that's what you're getting at. Tyler Bertuzzi was taken in the fourth round. Too early. And Max Domi was taken in the sixth round by the same GM. The same GM has drafted, I believe, <laughs> four or five. Well... Uh, drafted four or five Toronto Maple Leaf players. And guess what he also did? He Uh-oh. drafted David Pasternak with the third overall pick. Immediate, mm. cl- immediately called uh, one of the other GMs and traded David Pasternak for Mitch Marner. Interesting strategy. I, hey, whew, uh, I, hope, <laughs> I hope for Leafs fans' sake that that pans out. It's a very bold strategy that it's I bold. would not recommend employing. Um, but okay. I think both of those, all three of those moves <laughs> that you just mentioned are all uh, ill-conceived, but I hope it pans out for that individual. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it hey. pays off here. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, especially on Mondays where we do another mock draft, episode three, Boom. 3.0 edition. But 
Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when you can find all of our episodes. We appreciate all that love and support you show us every single day. So thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.